Hello everyone, and welcome to a very special episode of The Gamer's Advocate. It's our first spoiler cast. Everybody hey. die! Spoiler alert! There's spoilers! <laughs> yes, we are going to be spoiling the hell out of Bioshock Infinite. So let's get this out of the way first. Quick disclaimer, if you have not finished this game, please don't screw yourself by listening <laughs> yes. to this. Turn it off and run away, Turn and then come off, back when you're Go finish done. a game. Well, this is going to be recorded, so listen to it later. <laughs> It's not um, a time bomb. We are going to ruin the, the hell out of this game. We yeah. are going to we are going to talk about our theories as to what was going on. It's a very complex game. Don't sh- sell yourself short. Please, yes. please, please don't listen I if you haven't finished. I completely agree. Yeah, do not. Even if you're halfway through the game, like nothing. Even if you're when, just thinking about playing it someday. Yes. When you finish those credits and you finish those last scenes, then you could come join us for this lovely journey. Yeah, don't skip the credits, you jerks. <laughs> so I say we jump right into it. What did you think about the game? It's great. Good night. <laughs> it was terrible. I don't even know what a Bioshock is. I thought I was going to get electrocuted, and I was sorely disappointed. I wanted there to be torture. <laughs> Bioshock Taki. Yeah. So I want to. I, I want to first of all say, does it deserve a ten? Yes. Real quick. I know yes. we, we mentioned yes. this on our show, yes. but I want to yes. bring yes. it to us three that we've all finished it. Yes. Bill. Yes. 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 Why? And because one, it's the only game in a long, long time that I finished in a week's time. Turned right around at the very beginning, and I'm almost done with it a second time because I cannot stop playing this game. I, I love the story. I love anything to do with quantum physics, alternate realities, parallel dimensions, anything like that I totally love anyway. The Bioshock universe I think is fascinating. I thought the storytelling, I thought the graphics, I thought the gameplay, all of it was so well done. Absolute 10 for me, no doubt about it. Awesome. Jack? All right. Overlooking my trap problems, I'll give it a 10. It's like a 10 with little asterisks up above. And the reason is, is because it messed up parts of the game for me. It turned my allies into enemies, and it also started the boss fight where the mom, it becomes a ghost in there. It started that boss fight, and I was actually two areas away, and there was like ghost mummies coming at me during that whole time while I was trying to explore other areas, so it got really annoying. You think that maybe that that was just a one-time glitch? Because I've played through that section twice, no issue. Yeah, I didn't no. either. It was totally two separate areas in the game, too. It happened again earlier. You know when you're going through, like, uh, I forget what it's called, Old Town or whatever, with the depressing town? town. There you go. If you put a bunch of traps down there, and then you have to you go through it, and then you, when you're walking back, you have allies with you. Well, the allies will hit the traps, activate them, get pissed off, then turn around and shoot you. So you just kill everybody. So okay, well, you're that's eventually stupid. gonna fight them anyway. So it's it actually happened in yeah. three areas. Whenever you had allies, and also the when you're in the manufacturing think town district, you know how you have allies that come back with you. Then I had traps everywhere. I was launching traps like a fiend. I'm sorry. <laughs> so the moral of the story is don't launch traps when you have allies yes. or until you're Seriously. past that area. <laughs> Gonna happen. I was just <laughs> laying down traps, just blowing away everybody, which was awesome. I, I just, I never had that happen, not once. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, but no. you guys didn't use the crow traps. Fair enough. No. So I don't, want, I don't want to spend this whole podcast on traps, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you still think with after all those traps and that huge anger, it's still a ten. Yes, it's an excellent game. I've gotten moved past it. It's <laughs> well, fine. Good. I don't care. That's good. Now for me, I'm gonna differ. I don't think I'm gonna give it the ten. 
No Mickey Mouse? Or what? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, no Mickey Mouse. <laughs> no, it's... It, it, Jack just signed it. It pains me. Like, I think it's going to be... I think it's going to be probably 9.75 if we're going 0.25, or if we're going on the point, like, 10 scale, whatever. It's going to be a 9.9. It's almost perfect. 9.9? I mean, that's what I mean with the asterisks, too. Uh, you know, <laughs> so whatever. So I'm the only one giving perfect. it a true 10. Not, yeah, you're, you're the only one giving it a true 10. And it's I, a I really... I'd give him the. This one goes to it's eleven. A re- it's a really great game, but Adam, let me hear why though. Okay, so the reason I don't give it a ten is personally, I think because of the way I play games, and also because of the section at the end, before you're at Comstock's house fighting Lady Comstock and stuff. The way I play games, especially in a world like Bioshock, I explore every single section of that game. I mean, I got 79 out of 80 Voxophones on my first run through. So not every got, single section. <laughs> I, yeah, it was like the stupidest thing, and I don't believe I missed it. I got all the infusions. I, I didn't get all like the sightseeing stuff, but I mean, I, I went through a lot of this game and searched through it a lot. Now, at the end, when you were going through the three tears and different things like that, that just dragged on so long. Like, when I first got to that area, I went to the graveyard, but it wasn't time to fight Lady Comstock yet. So I went all the way back and went around the whole area, and then I went to the house, and then I had to go all the way back to the graveyard, and, like, things changed. Like the, and the, the worst part about this game is you're going through tears, and you're going through alternate universes, so my brain is saying, oh, you're in a different universe? That means all these little vials are restocked, and all these trash cans have more pineapples in them. <laughs> So I was keep searching and would search for everything. And, like, it was fun. Like, I really enjoyed it. But after a while, it got a little, eh. And a lot of times, some of the, like, the characters, and since I would spend a lot of time in certain areas, the fourth wall or, like, the suspension of disbelief kind of went away for me for a little bit when you kind of really focused on the characters. Instead of, if it was a game where that didn't happen and it was a straight through in the pacing, then it would have been completely a 10. Well, you kind of got misdirected, and I kind of got in, misdirected in the same place with the graveyard. I went there, and I'm like, wait, there's something wrong, because nothing's happening, and I keep going further and yeah. further and further. And sometimes even when you are walking through the game and you hit the arrow for directional, the arrow will point you the wrong way. It really will. I never got that. I never had that it, happen. It'll turn you around and stuff. I kept well, hitting so it all the time, though. So. I don't think it takes you the wrong way. I think sometimes there's more than one way the to get there, way. and the long way is a very complicated way. But right. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why I didn't have as much trouble with that part. And I will say that is probably my least favorite part of the game. But the way to get through that quick, use the. Bu- I've got the bucking bronco full strength. Lift the other people up in the air when she's fighting, so you don't have to fight them and just destroy her. Uh, I, yeah, I didn't have any trouble with the battle. And like that just, wasn't it. It wasn't. There wasn't the battle stuff. I loved fighting. I loved the mechanics. I loved the like the gunplay. Like I use a shotgun a lot, and I just wrecked everybody. I got two <laughs> guns that I use mainly through my second playthrough: the uh, machine gun and the hand cannon. I love the yeah, hand the cannon. hand cannon's really good. Yeah, no I, upgrades for it. Yeah. No need. <laughs> yeah, I use the shotgun and I use the burst gun and the sniper rifle a lot. Sniper rifle, I liked it, but there, it wasn't as practical in most places. But oh, shotgun! Yeah, I used a sniper rifle when I needed to, but carbine, carbine, carbine the whole way. It's a great, it's a great thing, especially with the crows. It just, oh, yeah. it's like one headshot, they were down every time, and that's how I kept launching more. Drives. I just lift them in the air and then just kill them with whatever <laughs> I want. See, I used it like once, but I never really got into it, and I didn't didn't care for it. That or the devil's kiss or anything else actually. Just shock jock, eat ravens. Yeah, devil's see, kisses are good early. Bucking Bronco is a huge oh, yeah. godsend later in the game. Yeah, so th- this is, I mean, this is why I love this game and why it's almost a 10. Because we're three people that didn't play together and we had co- like completely different play styles. 
too. Yeah, and, and not, also, none of them's right or wrong. Yeah, exactly. Just... It's it's how you go to the game. And like with my shotgun, I loved using undertow. Like I loved holding down the left trigger and having like it grab enemies and them being stunned and just blasting them with the shotgun. I loved doing shock jockey that was upgraded and it did chain lightning and everyone was frozen you just went poof, 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 poof. or even uh bucking bronco too when like you would a later upgrade where hold you would yeah it would time. hold them up there and then more people that came in would get brought up too so like the i think they're called boys of silence with like the the masks of jefferson washington and stuff when you would shoot those creepy people and then they would all come rushing you i would do a bucking bronco and then anyone else who would come would also get thrown up in the air and then I would just take my shotgun and just have a field day. <laughs> another good one was uh tactic, I like it. Another good one was uh return to sender. Oh yeah. When you're fighting like a patriot, um just hold it down, let him do sh- a bunch of shots and let go and watch all those go right back at him oh, and just yeah, take them out really quick. I never I got that pretty late in the game, so I was just good with what I had. So I didn't try I wanted to, but only swapping out between two vigors. I wish there was a little more yeah, in the quick menu. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Because the first time I played it, I hardly used Return to Sender. Uh, the second th- time through, I'm having a lot of fun with it, which I, you know. And it's cool to swap them out because it does pause the game and you can swap them, but there's no, like, hot swapping. And the controller is complicated enough where you can hot swap a lot of the yeah. vigors more. For sure. Now, I, I, I kind of want to ask you guys because... You get obviously you get gears in the game where like like oh you can when you hit people they'll catch on fire or you can move faster on things whatever blah blah blah. Now I got a lot of the gears, but I didn't never really switched out my gears. I don't know if you guys did, but for some reason I like stuck with the ones I got at first. I don't know why. Like I had I had the one where handyman dealt you dealt fifty percent more damage to them. I got one where oh, you, you like balance. you gotta whenever you hit people with your skyhook they catch on fire. Yeah, like I got. Uh, your clips have 50% more ammo or something. And, like, I just kept with those. And the other ones are cool, but I never really had a reason to um, switch. One I switched to, and I can't remember which part of gear it is, when you kill somebody, you get, like, 40% chance of getting your salts increased. Oh, yeah. Which, that was, that was great. Yeah. I, I wouldn't switch them out after the fact. Like, if I get something new, I would compare, and if I liked it better, better I'd switch. But I never, like, paused the game, went back into it, and changed them up and looked at them again. So. I changed them a couple times. I didn't see a, a huge difference in gameplay. I mean, it helps a little bit. Like, I had the one, I think it was the vest, where it gives you 75% more to every ammo clip. I got, like, the special gears, too, because I got the season pass oh, and whatnot, go. and I got the extras or whatever. So if people didn't get, like, the pre-order with the season pass and all that stuff you you don't get everything unfortunately but it's really cool if you do because you get a ton of gear and i really didn't swap it out and i got the one with the hat where it gives you money for every voxophone you pick up oh, that's really I yeah i had that one so i got extra money i put that on immediately and i was just cashing in on voxophone that's really good nice i didn't see that one i think that, that might have been one a special, special one yeah i think i got it at the very beginning of the game and 75 percent to all clips, which is also another one which you don't see anywhere else. You had 50%. Yeah, something cool. like that. Yeah. So, uh, it's something else. I don't know. But to get back to it, I really wasn't switching gears. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> so, I mean, those are the mechanics. Those are... The game is fun. The game, it plays very well. Obviously, it's fun to battle, but Bioshock Infinite was about the story. Mm-hmm. It was about the characters. It was about the world that you were in. And that, for me, is like a 20. Like, that, for me... What they did with that world, what Ken Levine and his team at Irrational did with that story and that world is just, I don't think we'll see really much like that in the future. Well, once you get to the end game and you're going through the different lighthouses and stuff, and he it's starting to dawn on him a little bit and she's explaining that there's always a city, there's always a man, there's always a lighthouse. 
she totally gets it. She knows who she is at this point. She knows who he is at this point, but she can't just come out and tell him. She has to show him. And the way that unfolds and the way he realizes who he is, I mean, that is one of my favorite moments. Of course, if we're going to talk about favorite moments, going back to Rapture. Oh, my holy God. Let crap. me tell you something. I have played a lot of games in my day. A lot of games in my day. Yep. I have I know where you're going all, with all types of games. Every, I mean, sports, adventure, any, you could, any type of game, you name it, I've probably played it. I have never got, so, like, such a chill, such a feeling of, oh, my God, that I got when we went back to Rapture. When, when I saw that you were playing that last night, and I knew <laughs> where you were in the game, and I knew it was oh coming, God. I just waited to hear from you, because I knew I would hear from you, and I got a text that just said, oh, my God. <laughs> Literally, that's what I, like that's I, what I said. Yeah. <laughs> I, you got it. Honestly, I had no idea what he was talking <laughs> yeah, about. Jack was like, huh? What's wrong? Yeah, are, you on, so, are you on fire? <laughs> I kind of just want to walk you through my experience with this, because... It it's it makes perfect. It's, it just gives some context. So when I started the game, the scene when you went into the church and the beautiful music was playing, the circle being broken, and like you're like, oh my god, I'm in a world that's still alive, that's still beautiful. Yes. All this stuff. I I mean, I thought that was going to be the highlight of the game for me. That was one of my favorite moments in gaming from the beginning. Yep. I and mean, that was just so peaceful, such a great like dichotomy from the first Bioshock. Incredible. Throughout this whole game, I was part of me looking in every corner was looking for Bioshock references. The yeah. first one. They're there here and there. They're there a little bit, like in the graveyard. I don't know if I you saw I just see that it. last night. I know we talked to Jack. In the graveyard, there's a like a stone, a tombstone, that there's, has a little girl on top. There's more than one of them, actually. Yeah, there's two of them, and they say, Beloved Sister. So it's like Little Sister from the first Bioshock, which I thought was awesome. And that was, I mean, did you find any other thing? Because that was really the only um, hint to it. Oh geez, no. There's other ones. Yeah, there's I'm sure there ones. are little and ones. I can't, but um, yeah, so oh, I, oh, oh, when you first, when you when you first go into the church, and right before the preacher baptizes you, he says, "Do we have someone new?" Oh, if you go yeah, back to the very right. first Bioshock, the that's first thing the you hear says. is one of the splicer saying, "Is there, is it someone new?" Yeah. Exact same that's thing. Cool. The first dialogue you hear, basically, other than the guy <clears> telling you. Yeah, so Where to go? anyway, to continue my story, so going through the whole game, I saw that that one thing, the other things, I was like, okay, I just, oh, I want some throwback, because I love that. I love throwing back to old games and stuff like that. <laughs> so when we finally get to the the big battle on the airship with Songbird, which we'll get into later, because I think Songbird is so fascinating. It was such an incredible character. Like I, and, and when you got to control him and use him to attack I people. I thought the whole time you were going to have to fight him. I was <laughs> yeah. scared of it the whole time. Like, oh, great, here it comes. I'm going to get destroyed by this giant bird thing. But it was awesome how they did that and unfolded it with him. So, I, yeah. I thought it was well done. Oh, I know yeah. some people were upset they didn't get to, but I thought it was perfect. Yeah, so, I mean, so, like, so yeah, when, when Songbird, you, you controlled him, you went up to the front of the boat or the front of the airship with Elizabeth, and then she's like, "Like, where are you going to go? You think you're going to go back into the city, try and do some stuff, but then Songbird fails. Or like the the mechanic, she, he drops it and he doesn't control him. And Elizabeth's ready to show you what's going on because the siphon was destroyed. Now, she opens a tear because Songbird is about to destroy you. You're like, oh my God, Like, what's going to happen? We're going to get destroyed. And then all of a sudden, you're underwater. And like for a second, you don't really like correlate it with each other. You're like, okay, he's underwater, he's going to drown. And then in half a second, I literally, my jaw, my jaw dropped. <laughs> because they didn't show it at first. They just showed him underwater. Like, he was going to die, whatever, he was safe. But then you realize, Where holy you crap. 
the lights like come on, it gets more clear, and Rapture is just in the background. Like, oh my god! <laughs> like, I, I got like, chills telling that story. I like big, how they joked about it too. They're like sitting in the water. <laughs> oh That's yeah, ridiculous. I thought that was awesome. Well, that I like when awesome. they pan back and you see the big daddy and the little sister in the background. Yeah, but the way she was she was telling the songbird, it was like you realize even though he tormented her in a way. He was also her protector, yeah, and the way she was just saying, "It's okay, just let go." Yeah, like I'm okay. I can. It, I'm good it's now. Like, yeah, I can take care of myself now. You don't. I, you don't need to protect me anymore. It's okay to just let it go. And I thought that was really sad. Yeah, I do too. Cause um, I, but one of the other moments I think was in the very beginning, even before the whole church thing, was when you're go to the lighthouse, you get in that chair, and you're just going five thousand feet, ten thousand feet, fifteen thousand feet, and then you just break through that cloud, and it's. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> and you just see the city for the first time. That was incredible. To me, that was just as intense as the first time seeing Rapture. Yeah, see, now that it was incredible, but it, uh, the, the unfortunate part about watching previews and trailers is that was already kind of spoiled for you. So you knew that was coming. I knew it was coming, but... It was still amazing, The way sure. it happened, the way it unfolded, and I didn't know if that's what I was going to see first. Yeah. And cause like, I didn't cause, quite know. Because with Rapture, I knew something would be coming. Like, I figured some callbacks, but... I didn't know we were going to be going back to Rapture. I mean, and to be where you started. Yeah, exactly. Right when you start, you go back to the lighthouse. You go back to where you came off that bathysphere. It's beyond the sea is playing, which is one of my favorite songs in the background. It's just, oh my god, it was it was incredible. It literally was incredible. And I loved I loved the terrors where they would bring music that was you know obviously not yeah. created yet. Yeah, back Albert in the past. Albert Fink, which if you haven't caught on is like the brother i think it was of jeremiah fink who was like the manufacturing guy blah 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 was killed by daisy fitzroy and he used tears to go into the future and get music to bring it back to 1912 to play the songs like the beach boys which you heard at the beginning and some other songs cindy lopper's uh, yeah. girls just want to have fun uh fortunate son by credence clearwater revival it's just um, brilliant like those little touches are brilliant walk by pantera okay i'm kidding <laughs> I was kind of excited when you went to Rapture, though. I thought you'd be able to, like, like fast play through the whole game or something. I'm like, <laughs> oh, sweet. Cool. This is, like, a whole other part of this game coming. All right, let's do it. I, I, actually, like, that's like I, the, I wouldn't have minded to stay in Rapture a little longer. Yeah, yeah same exactly. Thing. I kind of wanted to. But, but that, when, was, that line was great, though, the whole City Underwater. Uh, you know what? The PS3, game, the PS3 game came with Bioshock 1. I didn't realize that's what it meant. But I'm... Sh- yeah, nice. <laughs> But I thought when she killed Songbird too, I thought that was not okay. Oh, it's okay to like go. I thought she was like an evil killer bitch at that point. I'm like, geez, lady. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't. Think, I, don't <laughs> I didn't think take that. it that way at all. Because cause was, I think I, I took it almost like putting an animal down in a way. It was just like they don't understand. Like that he's trying to get through to her because he knows he has to protect her. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And he, he's saying you don't have to anymore. Just lay let, let it. That, let it go. That's what's so. That's what's so interesting about Songbird, which I think we should jump into right now. Is he? I think he's part organic, part mechanical, and he was literally engineered for the sole purpose to protect Elizabeth. So what he's doing to him isn't the wrong thing, isn't the evil thing. He's protecting the lamb, as it were. So when you see that, like she's saying, "Let go," because she knows that he's he's protecting her in a sense, even though she's scared of him and hates him and blah 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 and some things like that. But it's obviously a very conflicted type of character, which. You know, I think they use Songbird perfectly, but I hope in some DLC we get some more into his like background of it or something because that is 
I mean, just the sounds and the the fear he goes. Even the little stuffed animals around uh, yeah. Columbia. And the way she gets scared of one at first. Yeah. It was just, oh, I, I love Songbird was one see. of the coolest characters, I think, in a long time. I cannot wait to see what they do with the DLC. Because with infinite worlds, with infinite possibilities, I mean, you know, we're, we've been on this uh, spoiler cast for a while, and we haven't even really touched that much on the end of the game yet. Yeah, really. Let's, uh, why don't we jump right in? All right, well, how about end game stuff? I thought, like, something was really off, something was crazy when, okay, it's the big confrontation scene right there around the bird bath or pedestal oh, yeah, or whatever it is. I mean, freaking DeWitt gets crazy and just murders the hell out of him. I'm like, what's going on? He didn't want to face it. It's like he, something snapped right there. Like he, you His could, subconscious yeah. knows knows who, who that is. Yeah, exactly. But he, could, he doesn't want to face it at all, so if he shuts him up and kills him, the guy can't tell him. He, he just, says... He brutally murdered himself. Well, he even <laughs> said... Well, he Com- did, literally. Comstock says, you know, I spent all this time... I spent all this time sending these armies after you, and all I really had to do was tell you the truth. Yeah, that's yeah. all I had to yeah, do. Yeah, it's stop very you. simple. And then he just brutally murders. Yeah, that's what that's what I was wondering. When, when he says that, he doesn't get a chance to tell him the truth because he's just like, nope. That's because that's why I was wondering. Like after that happened, I'm like, Comstock is the main villain, the guy you've been trying to get the whole time, and he has a scene that's like five seconds long. It's like, what's up with that? I thought something. When I saw that something was really wrong, I'm like, something is going very wrong here. This is not how I thought it was going to go. And it just got better from there because they said, well, here you go. Here's the door. What's well, a good thing Booker never uh, hit on Elizabeth then, huh? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I know. I thought there was a little kind of love interest there, like protection. Like, I thought, oh, he's falling for her type of deal I while you're so doing too. that. Right. And she even asked him at one point, do you, do you have a girl? He's like, I, would have mar- I was married, but she died. And, yeah. You know. But then it, it did come more like a protection role kind yeah, of yeah, father. Well, especially once he kind of betrays her and tries to take her to New York, telling her she's going to Paris and she cracks him over the head with the wrench and once he finally gets from him Bioshock back... Bioshock 1, by the way. Yeah, the wrench is from <laughs> Bioshock 1. But once she finally comes back around to him, I think at that point she knows he won't do that again and he knows, nah, I can't, no matter what happens, I gotta, I gotta protect her. So in a sense, he becomes the new songbird. Ooh, interesting. I mean, but the songbird can be go back to the big daddies. Elizabeth can go back to little sisters. He can be, you know, like yeah, Elizabeth even wears kind of the same type of outfit, same yeah. color scheme, things like that. Uh, yeah, a similar feel Booker, and look. Jack Ryan. Yeah. Fontaine. It's like yeah. It's all. I mean, let's just. I say we just go into it about how Booker is Comstock. They're the same person. I mean, when Booker was in one decision, right? Yeah, Booker Dewitt was in the Battle of Wounded Knee and did some terrible things to the Indians, did all this crazy stuff, like regretted everything, got into like all this bad stuff, and then he went and he got he he, made, he got to a, a fork in the road. One one path he took, he gets baptized. He becomes a new man. He's reborn as Zachary Comstock. He takes religion, I mean, white power, supremacy, all this stuff, makes a city in the sky, blah, blah, blah. Or he says no baptism. He's done. He can't do this. It's like it's too much to handle. He goes in depression. He gets gambling issues. All this stuff happens. And he ends up having to sell his daughter to pay off the debt. So when you think this, this debt is being paid off for something in the future, this debt was something he paid and he has to live with of giving his daughter up for gambling issues. Well, he gives his daughter to himself, which <laughs> where the terrors come in and quantum yeah, really. stuff when, starts and, to complex the, or make it more complex. And, and Comstock, you know, in the future knows that there was something kind of special about that kid 
goes back and uses the technology that the Lutesses or the one Lutess. <laughs> yeah. Roslyn, if, Lutess. if you if you did catch that, the the two Lutesses, the two like weird bro- like brother and sister figure that were following you the whole game, are actually the same person with a, one extra chromosome for one of them. And there's hints everywhere. Yeah. Like early on, there's a statue of her or him that turns into her. Yeah. So they're they're both from different. There's like like electricity going up the statue. I noticed electricity. I was like, wait. Yeah, I did too. I didn't realize it. Second I time I caught it, and I saw the statue change from him to her. I, her I was wondering what was happening with that statue because I totally missed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I missed it too. I just saw the electricity, but yeah. So they're the same person, just in one reality. They got an extra chromosome, and, and now they they made this this quantum physics, this type of thing that tears where they could reach into each other and. Together, well, that's how Comstock was a prophet. He could go into these tears and see things that were going to happen. Yeah, and, and then he could predict them, and then everyone follows him because they think he's created some kind of machine. To do, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, it's all it's, science. It's also important to know that Comstock and Booker are the same age. Like they're both the same age, but with uh, uh, Comstock going through all these tears and dealing with all the science, it it aged him. It made him sick. It made him older. It, so that's why he looks older. But if you look. I mean, the the very iconic scene, which is another thing we'll get into about the terrors, when Booker is trying to, like, or he gives the Elizabeth, or Anna, as it is, to the Lutesses, and they go through the terror, and he's trying to get her back because he regrets it. He blah, got blah, part blah. of her back. He got part of her back. He, but, but the the younger Comstock really looks like Booker. Like, if you slow that down, I saw oh, a yeah. screenshot. Yeah, it really definitely. looks like with just a beard. But that's what happens. Elizabeth, when she got her pinky cut off from that tear, she had a piece of her left in the other world. So that's why that she could control these tears, because she was in both places. And there was a voxophone where they talked about you can't, like, mix your peas in the porridge. I forget exactly what it was, but it was one of the Lutesses saying, like, because she was in both, or both realities, she could control how to get back and forth between them. Well, and and which, which is cool. Why didn't he hang on to the pinky though? That's kind of weird. You just leave a pinky on the street there. Give me a break. Well, and there were so many hints as to what was going on. Like at the very beginning of the game, you're on a boat with the Lutesses, and they're talking about. Uh, well, he never rose, you know, and it's like giving a hint that this has all happened over and over before. Yeah, exactly. And the part where you have to pick heads or tails. Yeah, coin flip. It doesn't yeah. matter what you do; it's going to be heads. Because it's always it's already happened. Yeah, it's always it's already, and it's happened over and over and over again. And it's like when you had to, when Elizabeth had you had to choose between like the bird or the cage, like that was just an illusion of choice. Right. Everything it's already been decided. Both. <laughs> Does that change anything in the game? It's I was wondering. No, it doesn't. It's a complete it, illusion. That's it, the it's whole their thing. way. They're having fun with it. They yeah. know it doesn't matter. They know which one. It's like it's almost like they're guessing which one's he going to pick this time, and they're having a little fun with it, like between the two of them. Well, between, you know themselves. <laughs> I picked the cage. Just saying. Did you really? I picked the bird the first time. Cage no, second said, time. They said that was weird that I picked the cage. Oh, really? They did say that. Yeah, because yeah, I was like, bird, set her free. Why ever be locked up? I, I was figuring, like, okay. Cage reminder where she came from. Cage, because this is all just some kind of cage game, and I want to figure out what the hell's going on. Nice. I really thought it right there, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so that, I mean, that... I mean, it was just so cool with the whole real. I mean, I, there is a forum that I want to direct people to on NeoGAF. I don't know if you saw it. Huh. There's like a whole timeline of like all the alternate realities and the like how things were happening and things like that. I mean, it's it's super intense, but it kind of breaks it down about how, like, obviously the end of the game, Elizabeth kills Booker DeWitt before the baptism, which he lets a, her. Well, yeah, he lets I her, mean, which in effect kills Elizabeth. 
which is why they all disappear. But it like, saves Xana, possibly. Possibly. So that that's that's where it gets a little confusing. Yeah. You got to kind of watch think. after because, the credits because when Booker was baptized, Co- uh, Columbia was made, Comstock was made, Elizabeth got captured, and it became Elizabeth. Blah blah blah. Booker went into depression. All this stuff happened. He went back there, but when Booker was killed, that never happened. So it's just it kind of makes you think like. Because after the credits, you obviously go back to the house and you hear Elizabeth in there and she's still alive. So somehow maybe they're still alive. So maybe stopping the Comstock... Stopping Comstock from ever being born will totally change the timeline. It'll be like a brand new game or something. Yeah, it's hard to think of because it's like like if you stop, if you kill Booker, then Comstock never happens. If Comstock never happens, then Elizabeth never gets taken. If Elizabeth never gets taken, she can't kill you because you were never there because you never gave Anna away. So you made. So basically, <laughs> it's, you it's like a self-defeating. Follow me there because yeah. yeah. If you stop it far enough back, then you never made the bad decisions that cost you your child in the first place. Yeah. And, or and your maybe, death, maybe. Right, and maybe what that shows at the end when he's back in his office and he hears her cry, and he says, you know, he calls out to her, and then it ends. Maybe they're going to have a normal life and they don't have to go through that. What I don't remember is that after the credits, which I'm almost done with it again, is when when he goes back to him, if those gambling tickets are still on the table. Oh, yeah, I checked. I know it said October 18, like 73 or 63, whatever it was. But if all those gambling tickets are gone, then maybe... Yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, it's just that's the confusing part because like if he dies, how could he come back? DLC. But then maybe that'll tell us. Well, the DLCs, I think it's going to be different. Stories. I don't think it's going to continue that they mentioned, oh, okay. but it'll be interesting. Yeah, it's just that's the confusing part because it's like he died, but what if he's still alive? Because then that takes the whole loop of if this if he stops this from happening, then this never happened. So it's like maybe well, paradoxical. Well, did she stop him in all the realities and in all the doors? I mean, I know a lot of Elizabeth showed up, but well, that was the thing because because Elizabeth was in all those places, but they went to the point where Booker made the choice to make those. All those Elizabeths, because yeah. like that—that that was why the baptism was so important. Because that was the turning point. That was the point when Booker became depressed. Booker and Comstock. What do you think of the theory? And I, I really like this—the theory that when you die in the game, she's not bringing you back. When you go through that door, or you see her doing that to you, what she's doing is pulling another Booker from another reality that hasn't died yet. That's in the exact yeah, same spot. A different choice. <laughs> that's in that exact same spot, but hasn't died, and she pulls you in. See and and the, all these times, all these Bookers are dying, but she's just pulling from another reality to that's, keep you there. Yeah, that's interesting. See, that's that's really interesting. That's another way to first of all make game deaths make well, sense. And, <laughs> and all the game deaths, it's usually like drowning or water, right? And you still end up in the in the room again, and you yeah. water water death again at the very end, and you're in the room again. Yep. So yeah, exactly, yeah. And well, I, even I at also, the beginning, you get baptized, and you, he almost drowns you. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's something weird with water. Yeah. <laughs> I also like. Sure. I also like He's the. Like uh, unbreakable. Yeah. Bruce Willis. I also like when Elizabeth brings you back. She uses like a red syringe or something that was very little sister-like. Yeah. I noticed that too. Yeah. What do you think of? What do you guys think of the use of? You know, on the religious undertones, the talking about seceding from the Union, and and the blatant racism that was See, in the game. This is another problem. I mean, not, I I hate saying problem because it's not so much a problem, but the racism at the beginning was 
Like, it was really blatant. I mean, there's white supremacy, like, in that the Raven place with the white supremacists where you got the murder crows. Did you see the uh, the bathrooms that were for the coloreds that yeah, were nasty, yeah. and, and they were for the colors? And, like, I mean, and I Irish. Think, it wasn't just black yeah, people. It was exactly. Chinese, Native Irish. Americans, Irish. It was immigrant. It was, yeah, it was just white supremacy. But can I was. tell you why I thought it was really well done and what I really liked about it? Because, I, to me, what it showed was you go th- when you first get there, this city is so beautiful. It's so perfect. But when you start seeing that, the first bit of... Who built the city? Hold, hold yeah. on. The first bit of fighting you do is over a racist act that's going on. Yep. The first signs that you see that something's not quite right with this, it has to do with racism. And when you see they bring that couple out and you have to make that choice, and of course... If, I would not throw the ball at them, you know. Never. Did you do? But you didn't do that in your second place. The second one, I didn't do anything it? at all. Oh, no, okay. they still get you. No matter what, they get you. But what I what I loved about it, and what I thought the real message behind the racism was, that no matter how much of a perfect society you think you built, when you exclude different types of people, and when you put some types of people above others based on race, based on any of that, it's gonna fail. Yeah, and it, exactly. it's you can't be you can't treat some people lower than others based on something like that and expect anything other than the vox populi yeah. and anything. And even though the leader ended up being just as corrupt and messed up as he was, the the uprising people weren't. I mean, they believed in what they were doing. And that was kind of a paradox in itself, where like I, Booker died, and she was like, "You're not really Booker." So yeah, because but we saw Booker died to save. Yeah, for he the was a cause. martyr. He. He like rallied our troops, and then well, it just shows that, like, that that's not in that reality. He changed his priority to help them instead of trying to get out to Paris or wherever he was going to go. Yeah. In that one reality, he decided this is a bigger fight, and I'm going to do the right thing. Maybe because of what he did at Wounded Knee. Yeah, I was just hoping for. I guess I mean no, I I agree with you. <coughs> sorry, I agree with you, and I think that the way they used race was very tasteful made perfect sense. They didn't just do it to, like, raise eyebrows and no, like, cause, no. like, discussion. Like, it was, it made well, it, perfect sense in the world. And, but it made, it did get people's attention that oh, for sure. this really happened. I mean, these yeah, people was, were really sure. treated like this, and people that's why accepted it, it, that. Yeah, that's why it worked. And a lot of those people that accepted and, and did that did it based on religious views and, and, and thinking that they were chosen above other people, and, and, and it comes crashing down on them. And I thought that was a good symbolism of how screwed up racism really is yeah definitely i i completely agree and i think that too I, it is pertinent for today i think it was a little maybe overdone for me i kind of got tired of it of the mantra after a while i mean i totally got the point and agreed with it but i think they could have moved on a little faster through it maybe but um it does have connotation for even today about you know immigrant reform uh today with the mexican americans and something getting immigration laws changed so it's it's still going on today. It's still uh, an important right. topic. You still got people talking about secession. Right. When they don't like, if they don't like a certain person that comes into power, they want to. I succeed. mean, we are a melting pot, and there's a million different kinds of people in America. So yeah. whatever. But yeah. Oops, sorry. Yeah, and I I agree with that. And I guess my one problem is, and I mean, I I guess it could have worked for the story or anything like that. But I feel like we didn't get enough time with the Vox Populi and Daisy Fitzroy and those characters because they were interesting when you first met them and the whole resistance thing but like you're like okay we're going to go find the guns okay you found the guns and now we're going to kill you and then you just fight the Vox Populi the rest I was hoping for a little more interaction with them but I mean it, it obviously worked within the whole sense because 
you, they got to move the story. A along. little more of a rebellion versus her just becoming like super killer and like killing every single white person she saw, basically, or yeah. part of that group. That but wasn't, I, you know. I could see if they expanded that too much that it could have really bogged down through that yeah, too. It definitely could, because I mean they could have went to like I don't and, know. and that could be something that you see in DLC as well. Not not that I think yeah, they should true. take out good story out of the main game, but maybe that's mm-hmm. something they decided to flesh out more in a DLC pack. You know, we don't know, but. I, yeah, I would have liked to see kind of more of what set it off, what set her yeah. off, and then what corrupted her to become just as she bad went, as Comstock. Went, yeah, she went crazy. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's interesting. Speaking of as bad as Comstock, okay, well he got baptized. Well, it was supposed to separate the evil from the good. So who was evil and who was good? I mean, that's debatable. It's always it's open to debate in that because, circumstance. Because Booker DeWitt. He starts out just like a gambler, degenerate, money his daughter. Yeah, I mean, come on, selling his daughter just out for himself. Whatever, he just wanted to get the job done and get out of this, you know. Yeah. But then, as the story unfolds, it becomes more of the protector, more of the good guy, more of okay, forget about the money. I just want to be with you together. And then Comstock, you sort of see him kind of unravel. So, but that defeats the purpose of the baptism of who was good, who was bad, while the people and characters were changing as the story went on. Until the end, when he realized the only way to truly be good again was to let himself be killed. Be killed. To so there's nobody. The bad. Well, no. If he if he takes away the bad, all that's left is that last good deed. That's the last. That's all that's left remaining is what he did last. And, so uh, the, I think the question is, does he really continue on at all, though? I mean, I know he's there in his room know. at the end again. Is it a dream? What is that? I What's going I on? Know. I, I do know this. The only one that's actually consistent through the whole thing is Elizabeth or Anna. Yeah, for sure. She she wants to help the poor people. She wants to. She sees what's wrong in the world. And then there's one point where she even talks about. I was so focused on getting to Paris, I didn't see what was going on here. I didn't yeah. see what, what and was she, around me. And the great thing about, oh, not the great thing, but the reason she was like that is because she was so isolated. She wasn't brought up with this like white supremacist view, we're better than everybody. She wasn't grown up in the Vox Populi thinking like we're right. scum of the earth. She was by herself. She was reading books. She was pure of heart, all this stuff like that. And once she finally got free and saw the world, she saw it differently than everybody. You know what else she was in that tower by herself? Educated. Yeah, she really t- they even touch on that, the fact that, well, how did you learn to do that? Well, when you're locked up, you read a lot. You well, learn how to do things. And she was the best in moral character, you know, in your view and opinion, of course, and also because she could see all the doors. She could see all the possibilities. She was educated yep. enough to know everything. And so, she, she knew what it was like to be persecuted as much as anybody. She was locked exactly, in the tower. Exactly, exactly. Which is, yeah, that was incredible. There's lessons to be learned. Oh, for sure. That's, that's why this game is so incredible. Like that, There's so many, like, tones and undertones and different storylines and lessons you can take from it because they just do such a great way of making it feel believable and it's just like these games don't come around a lot like there's so many games that you play and you move on and you're like okay that was awesome i love this game it was incredible but this game just speaks to the human condition and to the human spirit and of how humans act and how humans are and what life is and that's why this game resonates with so many people yeah i think with like too many shooters you just like pull the trigger, throw the bullets. But with this, it makes you think. It makes you contemplate what's actually going on. Even expand your mind about the possibilities of what could happen and thinking about, like, time travel and stuff like that, which is just cool to think about. I mean, it lets your imagination kind of go and experience something that you may not have thought about, well, even within the realities and construct of this game. Exactly. And, and I, I saw an article, and I'm really sorry that I don't remember what site it was on, 
Uh, it was on Zergnet where I found it where they post a bunch of articles, and one of them was Bioshock is making us smarter. And the the idea behind the article was that because of the not only the the racism but the quantum physics, the morality choice, it was getting people talking about things other than you know what I was killed on this guy. Look at his head. What was on explorer. American Idol last night? Right, you know, exactly. People, people like were talking about about mind-bending things and yeah. science and, and yeah. quantum physics and, and the fact that it was getting people to discuss it and trying to figure it out was making people learn. Getting people to think. Basically. Yeah, and Just any think. game that gets people to think while well, you're having a total blast, that's a 10 yeah. to me. That's why I will always give this game a 10. For sure, for sure. And and like, and also, it's, it's the incredible thing that Irrational did is with Bioshock, with Bioshock Infinite, they're completely different games in a sense, completely different worlds, locations, but as you can see with these terrors, which you can see they obviously thought of this, the motifs and like the ideals and the way the games are structured are so similar. Like they fit so perfectly together. It's just it's it's just incredible what they did and how they tied it back and made everything believable and fall into place and did everything to a T, just perfect. And and it always felt like Bioshock too. The the artwork was unique this time, different from Rapture, but it had that Bioshock feel. But I love walking around just looking at the propaganda posters, listening to the stuff people were saying, yeah. especially early in the game. Just draws you in even more. Well, as believable as a city underwater can be in like Zeppelin's bombing like the 1970s, where were they at? 1970s, 1980s? Oh really? I thought no. I saw cars in New York. Wasn't there oh, like a car? Uh, well, that that was. I guess that, that was later. Yeah, because there was old. It was like old Elizabeth. That so that was, was probably the future. Timed it. It was like I oh, thought it was like seventies or eighties. Oh, I saw. I looked at the. I looked at the billboard. I can't remember exactly, but uh, we'll have to look that up. Yeah, because I know Elizabeth was older. And I don't know. In this game, what is she? Probably in her twenties. I don't know. Maybe late I was thinking teens. like yeah, like eighteen, nineteen, yeah, something 20 like that. So most, as an old lady, yeah, it could it could have been the seventies, fifties, sixties. Yeah, that would have made sense. Unless she aged by going around the tears a whole bunch, and I'm totally off. No, I think <laughs> I think in that one, that that one was where Booker couldn't get to her. She was like he, she couldn't. The siphon got to her. She couldn't do the tears anymore, and then that's why she became Comstock, which is why you got some of those voxophones and her over the loudspeaker, speaking of like sounding exactly like Comstock. Becoming the lamb. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely. So, yeah. Um, I don't know what else to say, honestly. I, uh, it's a great game. you got to play yeah, it. Anybody, do you guys have any final thoughts or anything you want to... Oh, I also um, just want to mention that New York scene. That was awesome. Yeah, that, 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 was, that, was, that was... I just wow. stayed there, and I just looked around for a, a pretty long time, like 15, 20 minutes. I was just like, okay. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I mean, oh, those, those moments. Yeah. But I guess... Yeah, let's just... I mean, any last thoughts, guys? Any final comments, questions, things you want to mention? Again, this is going to be one that for years and years and years, uh, people will say, what are your all-time favorite games? This is always going to be at the top of that list. Uh, it's just masterfully done. I didn't notice tons of glitches, hardly any. I mean, uh, no I mean, no game's perfect, but it just it was so smooth. It felt right. I, I just Everything about this game I love, the story, the concept, the graphics, the gameplay, um, 10. That's all I can say is 10. Like I said, it was definitely, for me, it should have been a 10, but the game, the gamey parts of it made it not a 10 for me because it just it drew me out of the experience. That's That was my problem with it. They could have directed you maybe yeah. a little better. Which is like, it's such a small thing because the game was incredible, and I enjoyed doing 10. it, but there were some segments that just, yeah, it happened. 10, Whatever. 10, 10, 10, 10. I, I will say during that part, too, I... Um, 
I was glad when you finally did kill Ghost Mom. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I was tired of fighting her. I'm glad she died after, I think it was three times you fought her, three or four. I was just like, okay, she's going back in <laughs> yeah. the statue. Bye, Ghost Mom. See ya. Yeah, so... I mean, that, that was the only part where I thought maybe dragged a little, but yeah. not enough to take it away from a 10 for me. Yeah. Well, hey, I'm glad. I wish I could give it a 10. It's it's the closest thing to it, definitely. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I I just got to say, one of the best games of the, not just this generation, but of all time. I mean, there's no question. 10 or not, I mean, what this game has done and what it chose to do and chose to say and not be afraid of how saying these things, it's just unbelievable absolutely unbelievable so we really hope you enjoy the spoiler cast we hope to do more of these just hopefully more games come out that warrant this like i'm sure last of us and beyond two souls and other things like that'll do it madden madden why not (laughs) yeah but seriously we want to hear your thoughts we want to see what theories you think this game what what do you think it deserves a 10 did you take away something from it that maybe we didn't talk about let us know at podcast at thegamersadvocate.com you can always follow us on facebook Follow that blue shield. Search for us on Twitter. We're at Gamers Advocate. If you want to follow me, I'm at Adam Bankhurst. I'm at Bill Roberts-ish. At Jack Whittington. And so we hope you enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed the game as much as we did. And just hats off to Ken Levine and the people at Irrational. You guys made a masterpiece that'll last for an infinite amount of years. Yes, thank (laughs) you for a great game that makes you think on top of it. Yeah, seriously. Thank you, thank you. So thanks again for listening. For the Gamer's Advocate, I'm Adam. I'm Bill. I'm Jack. Thanks for a great game. And we hope you have a great night. See you later, ding-dongs.